Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally with using fine motor and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com, talking sane tips in an insane time and an insane world around us, especially how to keep productivity and realistically and practically going about your days with the current situation around us. Right now, we're talking tips for working remotely or remote working tips. We talked yesterday and the previous day with the HubSpot version. Today, we're going to talk the Inc.com version with the help from Lindsay Pollock and Ellen Coombs. So a lot of people have to work remotely during this crazy coronavirus outbreak. If you've never worked from home, it could be difficult. I'm telling you, I love it. Remote working is fantastic. It would be very interesting if the whole world became remote, but that's a whole other story, a whole other question. Obviously, there are pluses and minuses from the idea of not being able to see people in person, especially if you're a teacher, especially if you're in a school. But the idea, the concept is very interesting. Many people have worked in different states together, especially if you have a company in this state and then in that state and that state. People can have team members all over the world and they can work remotely from their own perspective places, prospective places as a team all over the globe together. But there are ways to do this and there's ways to partner and there's ways to, to go about it. And we wanted to share some again with the help of Inc.com. So first of all, Cut yourself some slack. Working from home is a big transition. There might be many combinations. You might feel lonely or isolated, stressed, frustrated, anxious, unmotivated, or on the opposite, relieved, relaxed, energized, or productive. I have, I feel like the pendulum for me swings to that side because I just can go right up to the office and come right back down, and the hours are a little bit better. It's all okay. It's all normal. Any transition takes time to get used to, so be easy on yourself. Take scheduled breaks like we talked about yesterday and the day before get the alarm to get up and get moving and then make sure you stretch every hour or so even if you have a standing desk that could be a good idea or if you stand at the computer that could be interesting if you perch your laptop on top of a bookshelf or the like and you could work around walk around your home while chatting on the phone with a friend Excuse me. You could also move to a separate area away from your email to eat lunch for 30 minutes. Breaking up the day and moving your body enables you to refresh and increase productivity when you go back to work. If if the weather is nice, you could do conference calls while, talk, while taking a walk outside or in your own backyard if you have one. Protect your time. This is many, many people have this trouble and worry if... They feel like their remote workers are really just doing laundry and binging Netflix. In a lot of experience and a lot of observation of a lot of people, the opposite is usually true. People tend to work more from home because it's harder to leave work. Some people work for many years at home before moving into an office, and they felt that they logged more hours when the job was at home. Said in-office hours, communicate these with colleagues and family. Protect your workspace. Ground rules, and again, like we talked about the other day, assume that anything can interrupt you will interrupt you, like a UPS delivery during a critical negotiation call, a dog barking in the background, or like us, if you, or like other people, if they have the different devices going off in the home, whether people are walking in front or in the back, you could hear the ring chiming or whatever, the nest going off. Those are different things that could be getting involved. But be proactive about the different types of incidents, and there's a way of putting a dis- do not disturb sign to the door or the like. Some people like to have the white noise machine or app in the background to reduce noise distractions and just to keep a hum, a normal hum in the background, a monotonous hum. Again, I don't like the noise at all. Pay attention to ergonomics. We talked about positioning the other night. 
Definitely need to use the most comfortable chair possible. We purposely have the office chair up by the office area, and it feels office-like. It has the arms, it has the leather, and it swivels around, it has the wheels. That's good. Make sure if you can get a hands-free headset or use earphones, the earbuds for long phone calls. And if you sit in a wooden chair balancing a landline phone between the chin and the shoulder, that's not a sustainable situation. I was just thinking about the other day. In the office space, we have this wonderful office phone, but it's a, it's a clunky phone. So what can we do instead? Maybe there's a way to get a headset that applies to it. Got to look on Amazon and see. Make sure to over-communicate, like we also mentioned. Communication in general, especially in multi-generational teams and multi-locale companies where there are locations all over, it's important. If you question whether your colleague will want to know something, assume they do and share it. Know your employer's remote work policies. The HR department probably has a handbook or guidelines working during crisis include remote work policies, procedures, and explanations. It's a good time to read that. Also, tell your team how they can reach you. If you manage people, be clear with them about any new or different communication and productivity expectations you have now that the team is working remotely. Most importantly, it's telling your team specifically how you want them to communicate with you now that they can't pop into your office or run into the hall. Should they call, email, text, IM, Skype, Slack, Zoom, WebEx, WeChat? I don't know, half of those things. But these are different ways of reaching out to a person. Don't assume that they know. Tell your team when they can reach you. Do you want people to check in with you first thing in the morning, send a daily or weekly update, and what they've been working on, the more guidance and boundaries you provide and the more guidance and boundaries you ask for if you're not the boss, the fewer misunderstandings will occur and the more smoothly work can stay on track. It's especially important if you work in different different time zones. Make sure to clarify expectations from your team or for the team if you're part of a team, what you need to know. Connect with the key colleagues with communication priorities and metrics. Is everybody on the same hours? Are there plans moving forward? Don't assume anything about anything that's unclear. Note the project progress. It's important to be especially proactive and alert colleagues to progress on longer-term goals. For instance, you might send a daily email with a list of projects that have advanced that day. Resolve issues quickly with a phone call. You could email, text, IM, Slack, and other written methods. Again, I don't know what half of those things are. And are prone to misunderstandings. When you sense this is happening, be quick to pick up the phone to resolve issues. Promptly return emails calls and voicemails keep in mind that people tend to be more aware of time when working remotely fair or not a colleague might find a four-hour response time to an email much too delayed when he or she is picturing you sitting at your desk at home all day if a teammate is being too pushy when it comes to replies have a direct conversation about expectations and timelines Keep up more casual communication habits. If you normally catch up with colleagues in person before a big meeting, do the same before dialing to a group conference call and everyone is remote. If you normally chat with your admin assistant in the morning, the first thing, do the same thing now. Even at home, you should confirm receipt of messages, check in with people when you start your day and end your day. Try to follow the same rituals and habits to maintain relationships and a sense of normalcy. Again, try to see the same kids on the same days, at least in similar time frames. And the teacher, a teacher reached out about the time frame, so I tried to clarify that also. We want to keep the kids in some sort of normalcy, some sort of routine. If they remember, they came to Mr. T Monday, Wednesday, so we try to keep that. If they remember that they came on Tuesday, Thursdays, we try to keep that. Or Fridays. Create your video studio. Video conferences like Zoom, Google Meet are commonplace for remote workers. Make sure to have a professional plain background behind you 
and dress and groom professionally, at least the parts of you that others will see on screen. So the pajama pants they won't see, but at least you can wear the, the shirt and the tie, even if you're in the comfort pants. At least the parts of you that, that, right, check that you have adequate lighting and a decent microphone, and most earbuds work just fine. Create a system for sharing documents. If you don't not already know, now would be a good time to consider Google Docs, Box, or Dropbox to share files. Don't scatter team files across email docs and personal hard drive. Make sure to consolidate. Stay aligned with the company culture. Do whatever you can to keep things aligned with existing culture. Even if working remotely doesn't mean that you're changing interactions, even though you're not in person, it means that you have to be careful about sending funny work-appropriate GIFs, which are like the, the memes or whatever, if you're chatting with people because email has a chain, people could always read it and make sure to keep it professional always, whether you're volunteering or working or whatever, any correspondences you have should be kept like that. Take time for the water cooler chat. Working from home, since you won't be bumping into colleagues all over the place anymore, you won't have the same opportunities for chit-chat and human connection, but it's important to retain. Make time every day to text with colleagues, check in personally, share stories, ask people how they are doing. If your company uses instant messaging, consider a water cooler channel to help encourage communication. Again, dress and groom professionally. The morning prep should play a large role in determining the mindset for the day. Don't make a habit of joining conference calls in bed in pajamas. You'll find you're more productive when you dress for the day, you brush your teeth, you get ready, you get set, and you get going and working as if you're in the office, even if it's at home. There is a thing where you read, somebody read by Muriel Sieber, the first woman to hold a seat on the New York Stock Exchange, that they worked from home at the beginning of the career and used to put on, on dresses every day to feel more professional. You can't force people to do that, but dressing in such a way can keep the mindset use video even if it's uncomfortable for you to avoid feeling isolated video technology helps to interact with people it's not comfortable for everyone but it's definitely beneficial many people do video conferencing it provides an easy pathway to build relationships and meaningful interactions and the human interaction is important even if you're working remotely when you're speaking look up at the camera on your computer not at the screen so people can see your eyes emphasize one-on-one check-ins don't cancel the one-on-ones just because they can't be in person even if it's two minutes They'll feel connected. And we're going a little over, sorry. Ask for feedback on remote situation. Finally, especially if you're new to it, ask people for regular feedback on how the situation is working out. Tracking what is easier and what is more difficult when working remotely, the data can help you now and the future if you keep working from home, if the situation changes or not. Because communicate, communicate, communicate as much as possible. Because when you go to self-care and you make the adjustments easier and you're kind to yourself and you work with people in the right way in this new reality, even though the change gets used to, it'll be a nice, productive work situation and good team dynamics for everyone involved. Join us next time as we keep talking helps, tips, and tools to help here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.